Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast in fantabulous Chelsea, Manhattan. I'm your host, Michael Nunez. Our co-host today, Dave Anderson. And our producer, William Jeffries. And today we'll be talking about Agile Principles. And we have a guest today. Welcome back, Kevin Thomas. How's it going, Kevin? Uh, Great. Thanks for having me. So many principles, so little time. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll get through all of them and just have a nice little discussion. It's only, it's only 12. It's biblical. <laughs> <laughs> Are they on like clay tablets? Somewhere. Nice. I feel like that should be like a, a Chotsky that you can get for your desk. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so what principles do you live by, Kevin? I have I have no principles. I just, I just, live, <laughs> I just live my life and hope for the best. YOLO. Fair enough. The YOLO principle. <laughs> well, I guess break, we, breaking all the rules, <laughs> le- learning from failure. <laughs> I guess we can go through these 12 and see maybe at least one of them maybe you can adopt. Yeah. I think these principles are important because people do agree with the Agile manifesto. Like if you just do people interactions over processes and tools, like if, even if you get just that far, like you've solved a lot of problems at a lot of organizations but the yeah. principles give you a way to actually like make it more concrete yeah like they're actually they're, they're, they're more measurable yeah it's easy to like go to the you know agilemanifesto.org site and uh just stop after reading the first four because the, there's there's 12 of them it's a, it's a long list yeah the, yeah the four is pretty snappy it's a long list and it's kind of it's kind of dense so i think i think it'll make a good podcast well let's do it we can just read from the top and then kind of have a discussion <laughs> about them because i don't think i remember them all by heart so right. the first principle is our highest priority is to satisfy the customer through early and continuous delivery of valuable software amen yeah <laughs> super facts that is the truth so why does that help i mean i think that like we need to make sure that the customer is happy with the product that we're building and i think that that is the uh, most important it's almost like why you're hired in the first place well, I think it's important because, like, when you deliver the software, they're probably not going to be happy. So you got to like deliver earlier so that you can check with them and then adjust where you're going. So the, the agile theories will be unhappy either way. So it's better just to find out what they're unhappy about, and then you can be be more flexible. Writing yeah. writing software from the from day one is the way to actually get more done and learn the most. Fail fast, right? Yeah. And uh, the phrase "continuous delivery" is in there, which I guess at that that time wasn't a big fad like it is now or not a fad but like you know now it's a buzzword that you see a lot with like ci cd yeah, i think that the, the tooling at the time barely barely existed but it's actually a lot easier now yeah continuous delivery was like a keyword packard laptop or not even laptop but desktop in the corner of the room but it, but it was still right back then like and also back then like there's these massive c plus plus projects people were trying to like deliver every four months instead of every nine months so like the whole world has gotten better and it's right, partially right. because of the like these principles. Living the dream. So the second Agile principle is welcome changing requirements, even late in development. Agile processes harness change for the customer's competitive advantage. Yeah, I think it's really easy to get scared of rapidly changing requirements because it's really frustrating when you're building a thing and then you discover partway through that you need to build something different. But it is much better than continuing down the wrong path and shipping the thing that the customer doesn't want after you have the information. So it's better to get the information sooner. Yeah, building the right thing actually involves having the courage to change your mind. And it also means that with Agile, you can, from the start, you can build things that are simple and can be changed, like design, like design to be changeable and extensible. I also like that this one speaks to delivering business value because 
being, being first to market can matter a lot. Like getting in front of people actually proves the value. Yeah. And I guess even if you're, you treat your requirements, your upfront, big upfront requirements as sacred and you build them perfectly, if it's not the right thing, then, you know, why, why did you spend all that time doing it? Yeah. Like there's, there's no advantage in that. You only, you only prove that with a complete feedback loop to an actual customer. All right. Principle number three is deliver working software frequently from a couple of weeks to a couple of months with the preference for a shorter time scale. Man, we have just so completely destroyed that goal. I mean, we have, <laughs> you can ship multiple times a day these days. Yeah. Do you do that to all your clients? Not all, but my current client, yeah. I think delivering like once a week is more normal for my clients. And I wish it was every day. I'm usually on the once a week flow, but every day is like the goal. But I think this also speaks to like iterations and sprints, which tend to be one to two weeks at our clients. It also like matters that you get those little feedback loops. I think it's interesting how wide of a range this is really. Like it's a couple of weeks to a couple of months. It's, it's pretty broad. Some projects are hard, Dave. People do real programming out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, some people need to land rocket ships and whatnot. Yeah. All right. The fourth principle is business people and developers must work together daily throughout the project. Yeah, I think the communication between the business and the developers must continue on a day-to-day basis to ensure that we're delivering the product that will satisfy the customer. Yeah, I found that often the limiting factor isn't the quality of the engineers, it's the quality of the the product manager or product owner. And I've had a lot of clients who are like people feel very important or they're like have split they split responsibilities, so they're just hard to get a hold of. Yeah, I've I've been on a client that just didn't have any product people. And so they had some good engineers, like they're just building things, but no one was stopping to think about what to build. They were just building more things. Yeah. I find that could be kind of unsatisfying too. Like I mean People like engineers like writing code, but then if it's not in service of a greater need or you, you don't have that feedback loop saying, yeah, this is the right thing. Like this is, this is a good job. Then it can feel kind of uh, empty. This right. is why you need agile to come and help you fix these problems. All right. Principle number five is build projects around motivated individuals, give them the environment and support that they need and trust them to get the job done. I mentioned before in the episode you were previously on and, Extreme programming, trust is important. Get that trust. I think that like the most important thing for productivity is actually morale. So you're better off giving people a long leash, if the, even if they might not do it perfectly. Because if you trust them to like get it done, they'll like rise to those expectations instead of you infantilizing them where they like lower to your low expectations. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on here too. Because it's, it's talking about like trust, like you were just mentioning, and also like motivated individuals, like the practice of energized work like the people bring their best selves to the project and you know the project also supporting them so they can do that work all right number six the most efficient and effective method of conveying information to and within a development team is face-to-face communication i mean is that the case now what do you think what are your thoughts on like remote work like people who do things remotely i think remote work can really work well it doesn't it makes Agile a little harder because you need even more motivation and communication. Like it's even more proactive. But if you're talking on the phone, like you can still have that like meeting of the minds, and you still have the subtlety that you need. Uh, so face to face is still more efficient, but you can get by with remote. And I found that it's actually really important to me is like as a manager and like in my other roles. Like I, I know that if I if something is difficult, I'd rather just be in person doing it. Like have that real communication instead of like sending emails and getting confused and 
asynchronous communication is really bad for certain things. Yeah. And with people who are remote, I know there's some people who are really good at just being present and being available and accessible. Like if, if you're remote and you're like going off on a mountaintop and coding and you, you have no reception and you can't communicate that with that person, then that's a completely different experience if that person is always on a, a Slack call or a Skype call with someone in the room and they're always like contributing their ideas. Yeah, I think this principle is just saying that those skills are still necessary, even if you're remote, to yeah. be effective on a team. All right, principle number seven is working software is the primary measure of progress. Yeah, it's got to work. Have you guys ever been on a team where like you spent too much time doing documentation or working on a spec or like doing things that don't really contribute directly to the goal? Yeah, I mean, working on teams that do more wonderful process where they're thinking about requirements up front and after requirements design and all that it's it's really challenging and i think it's important to like take a moment to like iterate on the software while you're building those documents if they are required so that you can validate that you're correct because you know building the software is the measure of the progress like it's it's verifying that your assumptions are correct yeah i think you only have so much time to do more things than just making it work so I would rather spend that time like refactoring or like making it more clear directly than trying to talk about it. I also think this speaks well to why I hate comments in the code because you could you could have just like if you write tests that helps document your code, you can write self-documenting code that's really clear. And that takes a lot of effort and if you spend all your time like writing comments instead, like it gets in the way and that stuff tends to become a lie eventually. Yeah, yeah. Comments I, are the only kind of code that can lie to you. As <laughs> <laughs> my favorite quote about comments. Okay, principle number eight. Agile processes promote sustainable development. The sponsors, developers, and users should be able to maintain a constant pace indefinitely. Uh, sustainable lifestyle. You know, what is that? Like, we, we have deadlines. We need to meet them. We need to keep going. Oh, no. <laughs> Overtime, man. <laughs> I think that there is value in being able to really rally if there is an emergency, but those things have to be emergencies. And that means the baseline has to be sustainable. Right. Yeah. And when people ignore that and, you know, they make too many things into emergencies, you end up with a team that is not, that cannot maintain pace indefinitely. And also, if you like, go to people every day and say why isn't this done yet they like it's, they start to feel really bad and even though you want them to get, get work done like the lowers morale and morale is really the driver of productivity yeah and i guess also there are like other solutions you might arrive at you know when you're working at a more sustainable pace than like kind of being like, oh my gosh i need to finish this right now and it doesn't matter how i do it sometimes like stepping away from the problem and like giving yourself some space to think and then approaching it again like you can get to a better place and do less rework. Yeah, I think it hurts the true measure of progress, which is the amount of working software that you're producing. Because you see that as people are forced to operate under pressure and ship they ship things with lower quality, tech debt accumulates and people start to slow down. Even if you're putting more hours into coding, it can actually you can actually be shipping less and less working software. And clearly it depends on your definition of success. Like you can like work crazy hours, work way too hard and, and crunch up to get up to a deadline. But then if everyone like hates it by the time you get there, like you won't have that team again to do it again. Like you won't be able to maintain it. You won't be able to do the next project without a sustainable pace. As a principle number nine, 
Continuous attention to technical excellence and good design enhances agility. I think when you write good software that is extensible and has good best practices, it's easy to adapt more future features that will come down the pipeline and makes it agile when the customer wants new features. Yeah, it's taking the time to refactor, making sure that your code is really high quality and well-designed. That's what makes it easy to extend it later. Right, doing the right thing in the moment, like we were talking about in the last episode that you were on. If people talk about the greenfield being like fun and easy, that's like at the beginning of a project, you have a lot of options and it's cheap and easy to add features because the complexity cost is low. But Agile is about keeping that greenfield going for as long as possible. Keeping it green (laughs) as long as possible. Principle number 10, simplicity. The art of maximizing the amount of work not done is essential. They say that novice developers write code, intermediate developers delete code, and advanced developers find ways of avoiding writing code in the first place. (laughs) Mm, Laziness. (laughs) That's one of the three virtues of software developers. (laughs) I think this is the one that I agree with the the least based on how it's written, but maybe I just don't understand it very well. So I, I think my, I just like being really iterative and like doing extra work so that I'm doing it multiple times, but deleting each version as I go. So they get the simplest, shortest version that's at the end that's concise. But I guess that means that the shorter code is easy to maintain. Like, so you're doing less work in the future. Yeah. Sounds like an endorsement for Yagni. Like, yeah, that's how I read it. it. Like, just don't, don't build that feature if you don't need it right now. Or don't build this like really extensible thing if that's not really a core requirement of this particular module. Stop over architecting. Make an MVP. Or maybe I'm just wary of like, like maximizing work not done it seems to imply anticipating work you're going to be doing. And with like good X, with good Agile and XP, it's like you need to like just code for it today. Both the simplest thing that you're sure about. Agile principle number 11. The best architectures, requirements, and designs emerge from self-organizing teams. Kind of like a endorsement of bottom-up teams, like not having like the man on the top telling you what the technology and what the requirement should be. Everybody believe that. Like, good design is incremental and emergent, and you can tell it's good because the tests are easy to write and the process stays fun. Yeah. Sometimes it can even be hard to, like, shake out what the division of stories are going to be. Like, you know, if you have someone who is just, like, uh, kind of telling you exactly how the, the division of work is going to shake out, then, you know, often when you're in the trenches actually doing the thing, it can be more clear how the works might be divided this is also like part of agile grew out of like analysis of manufacturing process that like the people on the floor at the bottom level they have the best suggestions for how to improve the process if you only ask their supervisors they don't actually do the work so they don't they don't know enough to make it better Mm -hmm. all right the final agile principle number 12 at regular intervals the team reflects on how to become more effective then tunes and adjusts their behavior accordingly it's retros Episode number five. Hey, is that, it? that memory <laughs> it is, it is now. Nailed it, it. Yeah, I mean, it's just like the, you know, the the concept of like continuous improvement is really, really important to ensure that you don't re- repeat bad practices. It's Kaizen. Speaking of lean manufacturing. Yep. Right. Yeah, our, our main tool is, yeah, retrospectives, like team-wide discussing what went well, what went badly. What, like what experiments should we try to improve? But I think it's really important also to do to do the direct feedback, like that face-to-face communication. When, I, when I'm on smaller teams, I like to do round-robin feedback where 
every two weeks or so, every team member talks to every team member and tells them how they're doing and what they could do better. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And I guess there's there's nothing really barring you from even reflecting by yourself and thinking about this at a regular interval without the team as a whole. Like, you know, you should just be keeping that as a, a core principle that that you're thinking about continuously. But definitely, you know, doing it as as a team as well as a group. We did it. Yay. All 12 in one piece. Yeah, I think these all practices, I felt like all of them definitely resonates to me what is what makes a good team or like a good well-balanced team to get work done for the customers and to ensure that we deliver an awesome product at the end of the day. Just yeah. like constantly like, you know, I think the one that I that resonated with me the most is probably the best architectures are made uh decisions are made from self-organizing teams because when you have like that one person who knows everything and decides the the tech stack then other people aren't able to share their opinions and i think that it's really cool when everyone comes to an agreement or come with their fair share of ideas and it's just like you know being in an environment where you enjoy working uh with other individuals and having respect and communicating properly when things go down these 12 agile principles definitely cover all of that which is awesome yeah i think that works because when each team member feels empowered the team produces better results for me like the best ideas out of these principles are that you need to get that customer feedback to actually provide business value and like validate everything as you go um and sustainable pace is really important like you need to keep morale up you need to like treat people like human beings yeah i think that is important too and i think that shipping sooner helps with that i think morale is boosted when people see real customers using their work awesome kevin thank you so much for joining us here at the rabbit hole it's a pleasure follow us now on twitter at radio free rabbit so we can keep the conversation going like what you hear give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole and never miss an episode subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast on behalf of our producer extraordinaire william jeffries and my amazing co-host dave anderson And me, your host, Michael Nunez. Thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.